Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Welcome to this episode of the Sale Ring Podcast. We got a fun one for you today. We're going to do a little bit of news, auction news. <laughs> right, Trina? Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're going to do some news. Some news. <laughs> we got our good friend, Mr. Andrew Park, and Studio B with us. That's what Studio we have named B. the studio today is Studio B. Thank Not you so much for having me. We have an official location, and that's where we're at. It's very professional in here. I <laughs> love it. It is. You can't located be more professional at, than this place right here. We're located high atop of Sycamore Knoll Park. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever Googled this location? It actually One says time. That is Sycamore. where we're at. It's hilarious. We're sitting smack dab on the east edge of Sycamore Knoll Park. <laughs> I know. I that love sounds it like a cemetery somehow. It may how? be. We'll it, see how this show goes. Sycamore Knoll be. Park? It sounds like doesn't a tree. sound like Sycamore Knoll Cemetery. You wouldn't take your kids, that's for sure. <laughs> it sounds like a tree. I, w- I would never take my kids there. <laughs> <laughs> if you kids don't behave, we're going to Sycamore Knoll Park. Oh, God. <laughs> oh okay. my gosh. So what's in the news? No, you know what? We searched for some auction news, <laughs> and here's what we found on Mr. Google out there today. We're going to go to Mesa, Arizona. The police caught a man they say was attempting to steal a $20,000 painting during an auction. Police reported on uh, January 26th they caught 33-year-old Derek Michael Begay as he was leaving an auction with a stolen painting. Begay told the auction workers that the painting was of his grandfather. It belonged to the family. And he's taken it. He grabbed the painting and ran toward the door. Unfortunately, the police were faster than him. They caught him, and he is now being charged with theft and criminal trespassing. However, the painting sold at auction for $20,000. So I like how you said, unfortunately, the police were there and able to catch him. You did. You were rooting for that guy, weren't you? <laughs> you were. That's well, awesome. if it's his grandfather's painting. <laughs> was it, though? You really think it was his grandpa's painting? Like, he authorized that, and then was like, oh, never mind. And Ida actually didn't want, she said that we could auction this off, but I want it. How what big a- do you suppose this painting was? Do you think it was, like, a postcard size or, like, you had to be mantle at least, painting? Like, you know, like, at least... I don't even know dimensions of paintings, really. It had to be big enough to wear. Small, medium, large, (laughs) Large. extra large. Right. It had to be comically hilarious to see a grown man trying to run with a painting and like trying to outrun cops. (laughs) I got the painting. Start the car. I'm going to start using that in my everyday life, though. This was my grandfather's. I'm taking it. (laughs) This is mine. He owned this pin right here. This brand new charger was my grandfather's. (laughs) It's my right. It's a picture of a girl in a field with like sheep in the background and stuff. That's it's my grandfather. I'm taking it. Uh, the girl or the sheep? <laughs> yes. That's his answer. That is crazy. Uh, Mesa, Arizona, if you're out there and you have a picture of your grandfather, could possibly be worth $20,000. Make sure that you're committed to selling that thing before you commission it with yeah. the auction house. Yeah. They do not take friendly to uh, trying to steal that during the auction. So hold on. As an auctioneer. Sean, if this happened at one of your auctions, what would you do? That's a good question. (laughs) If police weren't just standing there waiting for him, obviously there was some kind of something going on there, but... Hopefully the police are going to be there, obviously waiting for him. Well, hopefully 
physically, but I mean, normal I'm not as situation. Physically, there's not going to be just cops standing outside, right? I'm not as physically fit as you may believe for running somebody down, down the street. Of course, if they're carrying it. a large painting, I may be able to catch up with them <laughs> and, uh, you know, given enough time. So the police were just at the auction. Was it more of an estate auction with like, I mean, obviously the painting sold for 20000 this, this is the equivalent of all of the information that we have That's about it. this whole story. Uh, we get nothing more. We don't get painting sizes. Well, as a, as we an don't get, is this like... really his grandpa? We don't get <laughs> why the cops were there in the first place. It was absolutely limited on information. Painting selling for $20,000. Chances are this was a higher end art auction. Unfortunately, he didn't get the picture. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Just waiting on that one, the whole there segment. It is. I've been six months <laughs> setting that joke up. Wow. Now, Mesa, Arizona, that uh, that guy uh, did not get the picture of what he believed to be his grandfather. <laughs> this is another interesting one. Uh, British auction house Christie's is going to be selling The Heart of Space. Either one of you ever heard of that before? No. I have heard of The Heart of the Ocean from Titanic, James Cameron. Is that its cousin? And Celine that Dion. <laughs> Apparently so. Or just it was such a great name that they had to kype it. I don't know. It is not The Heart of the Ocean. The it is The space. Heart of Space. That is what it's been titled. A 320 million year old meteorite shaped like a heart. It's going up for auction February 6th, and it's ending on February 14th, which, by coincidence, is Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. Sometimes chocolates are just not enough. You've got to buy a a, a million-dollar meteorite. We'll see what that's valued at here in a minute. According to Christie's, here's a little bit of information about meteorites. It originates from the biggest meteorite shower of the past several thousand years. It's estimated at 320 million years old, the meteorite was part of a giant iron mass, which detached from its parent body in the asteroid belt, floated through space, and hit the Earth in February of 1947. It crashed into the mountains of Siberia. The explosion destroyed chimneys, shattered windows, pulled trees from the ground. It even said 180 miles away, people could report hearing the sonic booms and feeling the tremors uh, from that meteorite back in 47. They're estimating that that meteorite could bring between $300,000 and $500,000 at auction. It is from New York's McCovic collection of meteorites. You said it shattered chimneys and windows in Siberia? In Siberia. Okay. Didn't even know they had chimneys and windows. I didn't know there was a population in Siberia to have those items myself. So. This was in the mountains. That's incredible. <laughs> okay. So probably yeah. the, the sturdiest chimneys ever yeah. conceived May- by yeah. man. And yeah. best windows. We're talking double paned, tinted, <laughs> great <laughs> insulation. We've got this Siberia. Had they would have awesome. had Anderson windows. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think those would have shattered. They're pretty rugged. Meteorite proof. That's incredible, though, the odds of that happening. And then, of course, it being a heart is just insane. But, I mean, who's going to buy that? Would you buy a meteorite like that? No. Oh, God, no. I want to buy the heart of the ocean, the cool-looking one. I want to buy either one. You know what I would do? I would take uh, Kingsford Briquette and just (laughs) file it down to a heart and say, I bought it for you. Nailed it. It's carbon-based, and here it is, right? It's crashing into the mountains. Don't get that close to the fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) It might be flammable. Or your heart's going to burn up. Yeah, no. The heart of, what what was that called? They call that the heart of space. Heart heart of space. space. The worst rock band name ever. Not to be confused with the Ace of Bass. (laughs) 
Why? This is the third Ace of Base reference you've had today, Sean. Today? I'm mildly impressed and mildly weirded out by that fact. <laughs> the Ace of Base. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Coming to a town near you. Sean just found out about it. Go look it up. <laughs> He's only 20 years old. Oh, this show's not about making fun of Sean. It's it about news. It's about news. And in other news. And in other news, David <laughs> Gilmore. Anybody know who David Gilmore is? Was he the guitarist for Pink Floyd? Oh, Bowie. look at you. Andrew gets a golden cookie. He oh, shoots, he scores. He, <laughs> he shoots, he scores. David Gilmore, guitarist, singer, and songwriter of Pink Floyd, is going to be selling 120 of his guitars. He has amassed a tremendous guitar collection over the years. 100% of the sales proceeds are going to charitable causes. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. David's a good man. His estimates range from $300 all the way up to $150,000 on each of the items. One of them that's the most sought after is a 1969 Stratocaster that uh, is estimated to be between $100,000 to $150,000. That is one of the most highly sought after guitars that he owns. He had used it whenever they produced a lot of the famous songs back in the day. It has just kind of been one of his personal kind of choices whenever he's playing in concerts and stuff. So it's uh, that one will be interesting. So if you buy one of those guitars, when you buy it, are you going to play that guitar or are you going to hang throw it, it on a, a wall? Throw yeah. it on a wall or something. This I'd, one you'll actually you'll actually find a pretty extensive article out there about this auction. It's getting a lot of PR right now, and David believes that they will. Those are very personal to prominent musicians whenever they get an instrument like that they actually kind of like to get the feel of it and the sound and and create with it and he believes people will buy these and if they're true musicians they'll play them oh yeah instead of you know just storing them all the way in in a museum or keeping them now there are some older ones out there this is a 69 obviously he's been heavily used you know but I'm, i'm sure it's been restrung over the years and kept up he also has a 1954 white fender Stratocaster, serial number one. They're estimating that at the same price, $100,000 to $150,000. He's got an incredibly rare Gretsch White Penguin 6134 from his private collection that they're also estimating in that same price range. Some of the others that are notable is a 1957 Fender Stratocaster gold-plated hardware, $60,000 to $90,000, a candy apple red 1984 Stratocaster 57V that could fetch as high as $25,000. There's quite a few others, actually. There's quite a few other guitars. One of the things that I read in this article that was interesting is he got a lot of influence out of people that, for Pink Floyd, musicians that you wouldn't maybe think of, you know, right out of the gate would influence a leading songwriter and guitarist, but the Everly Brothers or Bob Dylan. Those guys gave him a lot of musical influence and they were really heavy acoustic guitar players. So examples of those that he's collected over the years would be like a 69 D35 Martin, a Gibson J200 Celebrity, and a very unique 1978 Tony Zamatis custom acoustic bass guitar. Those are all going up for auction, over 120 guitars, 100% of the proceeds donated to charity, do we know what charity he's planning to? It actually says charities, so oh, I, I so think he's going to think he's going to nice. spread the love a little bit. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever heard of a bass acoustic guitar before. A bass acoustic guitar. Bass acoustic guitar. Yeah, acoustic bass guitar. That is interesting. That is very interesting. That's got to yeah. sound really weird, but really cool at the same time. Kind of nice to read a story like that. Where maybe Sean typed his notes wrong. No, I think I think he got it right. 
all the serial numbers on those guitars, I I believe you. Yeah, attention to detail is my uh, middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, attention to detail, Carol. (laughs) Google that. We'll get some business cards made up for you. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Uh, what about Randy Johnson? Anybody know who Randy Johnson He's is? He's a pitcher, right? That's right. He was That's a pitcher. That's the extent of my knowledge about Randy Johnson. Hall of Fame. I don't, don't, start I don't think my, Hall of Fame yet. But. I'm going to start turning my notes the other way so she quits reading over my shoulder. <laughs> Hall of Fame pitcher Randy Johnson recently sold his home in Paradise Valley, which is just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Paradise Valley Mansion was on the market originally for $25 million. It recently sold at auction for $7.3 million. Wow, how big was this place? What? Tell me more. Well, he was a big guy. He was a tall guy, so I'm sure it had tall ceiling. Huh? Okay, okay. Had to have the vaulted ceilings. <laughs> so seven and a half million dollar ceilings. Remember what his nickname was? It uh, says in this article, the big unit. The big unit. Yeah, the yeah. The big yeah. unit. So the big unit's letting go of the big estate for seven point three million. That's <laughs> the that's the lead off right that's there. That's a great the lead off. Randy Johnson, they say, so I'm reading here, don't feel bad if you see a $25 million price tag on the original market value and it's sold at auction for $7.3 million. Don't feel bad for Arizona Diamondbacks legend who earned more than $175 million during his 22-year major league career. Sheesh. He'll be okay. He'll be just fine. He's going to be okay. Randy has, he's managed he to put a little something away. He has another $150 million behind that. That's got some in his, on something else. He's got some in his sock drawer. He's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be and fine. Mattress. He really hides money in his that's, mattress. That's not even counting endorsements. This guy's, <laughs> yeah. he's just fine. What's the most memorable thing of Randy Johnson that you can think of? Oh my gosh, it has to be that fastball he threw that hit that bird. Hit oh the my, bird. Wait, I saw that. 
There's no way I saw that, but I saw that. <laughs> bird explosion on the baseball yes. field. There was not one feather left on that bird after it hit that pitch. <laughs> it was the most cartoonish, realistic thing I've ever seen in my life, and you'll never yeah. forget it. That video has been played over and over and over. It's got to be one of the most memorable of, you know, of his career just because of what's the chances? What are the chances of that? Throwing a fastball and a bird intercepts that thing midfield (laughs) and then immediately regrets it. (laughs) I mean, imagine just leaving that way. You know, you see Randy Johnson, you're excited to see Randy Johnson. All of a sudden, lights are out. And what happened? This is why they started putting lids on beers in stadiums. Birds were getting into them. <laughs> and that bird's up there on the edge of the stadium. He's like, guys, watch this. I'm going to catch that ball out of midair. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to impress a girl pigeon. That's exactly what a it was. Pigeon. Like, I can't play catcher for Randy Johnson. No, you can't. <laughs> I got this. I got watch. this. But wait. It's in the nest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The puns are coming on. Instant regret. Wait, so- we do have specs on this house. They're just at the end of your notes here. Oh, gotcha. Seven bedroom, 12 bath, tennis court, home theater, fitness center, pool, and guest house. 12 bath? He was roughing it. That's ridiculous. That's just I not mean, enough bathrooms. He, he was had IBS. really tall and he was the big one, right? So, <laughs> how big's this place? Uh, I got to have more bathrooms. Got to have a couple more. <laughs> and I can't get from one end to the other. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. What else we got? We got. I found a few others. Oh, buffaloes. <laughs> bison auction. Not to be confused with bison. Bison. Be different. Yeah. Buffalo, yeah. bison, meeses, mices, geese, geese, goose. Bison auction held Saturday at the land between the lakes. Not the land in the lake or under the lake, the land between the lakes. That's in Kentucky. Approximately 40 head of bison will be auctioned off Saturday, February 2nd at the land between the lakes, Elk and Bison Prairie Corral. That area is actually called Land Between the Lakes, Kentucky. That's what you're looking for if you want to search this on the internet and find the auction. Bidder registration begins at 8 a.m. The auction starts at 9 a.m. They're going to sell 40 head, and it's ranging anywhere from bulls to mature bulls, young bulls, a mixture of cows and heifers, and just a mixed bag of about 17 small calves. This is to control. The auction is used to help maintain the size and the health of the herd in the prairie. Oh, Interesting. so they're, they're thinning out the herd. They're thinning the herd. Wow. So a whole lot of deals on some great buffalo steaks coming up. And nice. jerky. It's going to be great. Yeah. Time, time to head down to Kentucky. Maybe stop off Owensboro. Maybe Paducah. Who knows? But all Why? in all. Why would you stop by those places? Those places are great. You've never been to Kentucky? No. Lovely people there. Okay. A lot of great songs written about that town. Like exactly. what? Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, you like put him right on the spot. Well, well, no, you know, lead in, no that one. <laughs> How do you mute her mic? <laughs> About what? <laughs> right, why, why would I go to Paducah? Well, why would Thanks. I? What's in Paducah? Uh, you know, lovely country. Okay. And, and green hills and soon to be buffalo steaks, bison steaks, bison steaks. I apologize, yeah. bison steaks. You got to watch Trina. She tried to convince me the other day that the world's largest rocking chair was in a different town than it actually is. And it was formerly in the town I thought it was in. I was what just town not is that? up to speed. Cuba, Missouri was where it formerly was. And it is actually in... Somewhere else in Isle, Illinois. Casey, Illinois. I was in Isle. Did Little they, town, <laughs> big things. Did they move the chair? 
No. They build Hold a bigger chair. They just build a bigger, a bigger, a bigger chair. That's just but the pettiest thing town, I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Listen, this town is full of things, big things. Big like things. World's biggest thing, like the world's biggest pencil. Oh, so that's and their golf thing. golf tea. Yeah. That's it. That's I their, see. So they stole hook. it is what happened. So, so some mayor so got the elected one, and said, we're going to make in, the biggest everything. Yes. Yes. They have a golf tee. The world's biggest golf tee. Like... They're just getting lazy now. That's not, Guys, that's not I've been to Casey, Illinois, normally. and I'm, get, I'm going to tell you it's worth the trip. Around every corner, the world's largest wind chimes, the world's largest rocking chair, the world's Do the wind largest, chimes work? That's yes. a good question. That they would do. hurt you. You could ring them. You know, the world's largest mailbox, pencil, ruler, golf tee, you name it, they've got it. See, like half of those, though, can be very interchangeable. The world's biggest yeah. pencil and golf tee is just like a brush stroke of black paint <laughs> yeah. at the tip of it away from being one or the other. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're just making big, long strands of wood. Anyway. Andrew, yeah, they're, that's not, a pencil. they're not paintings. It's, yeah. it's actually, no, I understand. It's, it's actually a, a structure. A you, functioning you could, pencil. You could it's slap, ridiculous. You could slap a coat of paint on the end of the golf tee and say, yep, that's the pencil. And half the people would be like, yeah, okay, that's a giant pencil. You're saying they look the same, like the I'm template is the lazy. same. G- give me the world's biggest like toilet. Of okay, well they have a gavel. You know? oh, they Does have that a gavel. Work? A gavel. Another a hammer. Another straight and narrow wood piece of something. I mean, come okay. on. Let's... So you think they've templatized their whole town and just made it huge? I think they have. I think it's it's like obviously it. a gimmick. You know. I like it. So everything just needs to go back to Cuba, Missouri. Well, let me ask you this. Would you go see it, knowing what you know now? Would you make that trip, though, to see that many of the world's largest things? I would not make it my final destination. I would, I would, it would be a You'd see it on the it's, it's right off of the if interstate. There's a gas, if there's a world's largest gas station there, I might stop for gas. If you yeah. wanted to And stimulate, happen to see yeah. the things that were around the gas station and then get back on the highway and exactly. go somewhere cool. And if that gas station had 14 bathrooms in it, Randy Johnson <laughs> would go with you. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about another auction coming up from Leland's. 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 Leland's is a fan. It's kind of Christie's, Sotheby's. Leland's sells a lot of really neat stuff. Just a lot of kind of rarities or hard-to-find items. L-E-L-A-N-D-S, Leland's.com. They've got a sports memorabilia auction coming up. Jersey worn by Lynn Swan approaches $20,000 with the auction deadline. I also see a jersey in here with Bettis on it. Remember Jerome Bettis? I do. Two Pittsburgh greats. That's two Pittsburgh greats right there. 1980 Lin Swan jersey has gotten a high bid of $19,488, and the auction's not quite over yet, so you can still get in there this afternoon, Andrew. Oh, yeah, I got 20 grand laying around for a team that I don't root for, running Sock back drawer. from Jersey. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Sock drawer. Sock drawer, Me and Randy, Randy, I'm wearing that from Randy. <laughs> Give it up, sock monkey. <laughs> Give me that money. Another popular item in the auction is a 2,000-game-worn jersey by Hall of Fame running back Jerome Bettis. The latest bid on that was $5,707, $5,700. Also, Le'Veon Bell. Scored his first touchdown and received a, a signature bid of five thousand. That's uh, a jersey from Le'Veon Bell, five thousand dollars. <laughs> there it is. That one will kind of, uh, I think, depending on where he goes, that that price could jump up because he's begun became kind of infamous lately with all the talks of him, you know, sitting out an entire season, you know, for good measure. Like you know, he yeah he wanted a certain amount of money. They were going to give it to him and. Uh, you know, I think that jersey, I mean, it might be him selling the jersey. I think because he missed out on a whole year's worth of paychecks. He's like, he's got to get paid somehow. Time to, time to sell this. <laughs> Guys, sell I this hate guy. to do it, but I'm going to sell the shirt off my back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you know what? Times do get hard. Mm-hmm. And, you got to make it work. Uh, I, I tip my hat to a person that would do that. Here's one that I always thought Heinz Ward was a pretty cool guy. Whenever I listen to him speak and, and player, he's got a jersey and they're at $1,902. I mean, these are all, these are great prices for jerseys. $3,500, I mean, $2,000. How much does a jersey go for normally, though? In local auctions, local sports memorabilia auctions, $200 to $800, maybe $1,000 would okay. be a, a great so price. So $1,900 is crazy for a jersey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And the fact that Lynn Swan, I mean, he's he's a prince of a guy anyways. He's got almost $20,000. You're not just buying a jersey. It's accolades to a guy that just yeah. had a tremendous career. And he's a gentleman and a scholar off the field in retirement. Mm-hmm. Because you don't always see that in sports. No, not anymore. Our, our, not our sports all. players, when they leave the industry out there, sometimes or, or even when they're playing, diplomacy is not always present with everybody. So exactly. I, I think he's getting rewarded for that, too. Absolutely. I think that kind of wraps it up. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot that's, of auction news. That's a news. lot of news. That's yeah. a lot of auction news. We're going to do this again because it was fun. I think yeah. so. I, I, I had fun. Andrew around too. Maybe we'll make him our, our featured guest every time we do news. I'm Absolutely. not mad at that idea at all. Auction news with Andrew Park. If you could promise me exploding birds, <laughs> bison steaks, IBS, and, and IBS in 12 bathrooms per episode. Sign me up, exclusive contract. Right Just come now. on up to Studio B every. The Studio so B, often. high above <laughs> Sycamore, was it Knoll Park? Yes. You cemetery. almost pinned us down to a time frame, right? I there. did. I'm glad I you backed out of like, hey, Whenever you want, so often. Trina's like, yeah, come on up every week. We'll do this. Uh, it may not happen every week. Yeah. I meant just whenever you feel like it, come by. <laughs> Absolutely. Andrew, thanks for being in the studio. Yes. On behalf of Trina and myself, we look forward to seeing you next time. I'm inside the sale ring. This episode has ended, but your journey to greatness continues. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. That's www.thesalering.com.